0: A young woman people can't stop talking about. No Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor.
1: Taylor, Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift.
0: Swift Swift Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened?
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this
0: is Ashley.
1: And we're here. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're doing so good. I think I know. this is like our fourth in a row
0: <laughs> I, I don't know it's it's been like week after week at least yes. it's it's a yes. record for us in the past what year maybe not yeah, a year yeah things maybe are like turning around 2022 until, um until baby comes <laughs> and then maybe a month i don't but know that's like a good excuse that's like a real
1: you know mm-hmm. that's a that's a thing that we can yeah. blame it Whereas is before it was just our own scattered well mental and- states
0: And then, with not knowing what's happening with Taylor Swift and her recordings, everyone's just kind of like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Will we drop a surprise episode like we did with Folklore? You know, bringing Shelby out of her maternity leave. I'm I'm not. I'm not sure, but there are rumors that maybe on April 23rd, um, Speak Now will be released. Have you heard of these? What's rumors? the significance of that date?
1: April four, two,
0: three, four, no. five, six, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. What is it? <laughs> it is so Taylor. So you probably have heard this because everyone's been tweeting it. If you look up news for Taylor Swift, you just you just know. But Taylor has been named the first ever um, record record, not record. I'm like reading everything weird because I'm tired. Um, record Day Store Global Ambassador. Oh so, yes. And so the rumor that hopped off of that is that in her like, like when she was like, Oh, I'm so excited to do this, you know, record independent record stores are so like vital to to this industry. Mm. Yada yada yada. She had said that she is going to be releasing a special record store day twenty twenty-two release. And oh. that's gonna be on April twenty-third, which is the fifteenth annual record store day. Right this year, and so um, it, did you see the badge that everyone was tr- treating? I saw the badge very briefly, but I yeah. already forgot. It so <clears throat> like. it's like a it's like a cream yellow background with like purple lettering, and then it says record store day in like red, twenty twenty two. So. Um. Everyone's like, oh, you know, yellow and purple that's speak now colors—and then record store day. They had retweeted one of their tweets about this with like a red heart and a purple heart. So purple. Everyone's like, oh, we're gonna okay. get to speak now. We're gonna get to speak now. So that's that. Right now is the theory. Is that April twenty third? That's when it's gonna come out. So I okay. Don't know. Are you a big records st- like record person? <laughs> record store person (laughs)
1: i'm unfortunately no um like as in i mean no i like in what way you know what i mean no i've never bought a record from a record store i have i guess i bought taylor swift cds from target but does that make
0: me a bad record buyer it does because that's not a record (laughs) so i would say yes so i so i have like all of her records that she's done but you're talking about
1: vinyls is that what
0: you're saying yes Okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So record store Because day, these that's...
1: record stores I thought were like, oh, she gave signed CDs and that kept us afloat. And so ergo,
0: she's now our record store date
1: so, representative.
0: Okay. So I think, and maybe I'm wrong, the reason why I think it's records is because I'm a part of this Taylor Resell group. I kind of okay. just like see if there's anything that like people are reselling that I, I'm interested in or I want to trade. Like I've got, I've traded, fo- I think it was an Evermore signed CD for a, an ornament I wasn't able to get. Like it's kind of that kinda right. kind of stuff. Um, and a lot of people are, th- what's really valuable is Taylor Swift record store day Vinyls. Um, right. And it's different than buying those from um, Amazon, from oh. Target, from Walmart. Like those are – people are like, nah, you have them, but it's not a record store day. So it's like an RSD So the record vinyl. store
1: day has this specific sticker on yeah. only
0: the vinyl records. I think on only vinyl records. That's what mm. I think if we are wrong – tweet at us <laughs> we will correct it in the next episode but they are like valuable like people will resell it, like like so <clears throat> for example i don't know if you know this but the lover signed lover cds are very valuable like they sell for like over 250 dollars on resale so someone will sell or trade the lover like they'll trade the lover signed cd for a record store day red um vinyl so it's like okay. they're very high up there like no one's gonna want buy like target debut Taylor Swift record because yeah. it's not a record store day. So Shoot. <laughs> if anyone's really, really, really interested in the record store day, um, I think not only will this special release that Taylor is going to be doing on the 23rd, not only is that going to be available, but it, you should, if you want to, this is what I've been reading on all of my sites that I'm a part of. If you want any like special record store day vinyl, From Taylor Swift, call your local um, your local records record store and ask if they're participating. And then be like, "Hey, I really like this. Like, it would be great to see this." I don't know if it's definitely like if they're actually going to do it, but it's good to let them know like what they what they should be ordering. But that's that's the news. That's one of the news. (laughs) There's two news. If you Google Taylor Swift in the past week, you have record store day because that was okay. Yes, record store day. And okay. then have you heard of the other rumors? Like the other rumors. rumors. Rumor. Rumor. Uh, no. Has to do with some jet flying romance weekend. Like no. you, you didn't hear this? I didn't okay. read about this. Someone tweeted. Someone not tweeted. Someone DM'd us this. And you, if you look okay. far back in like last week before the record store day, you'll see it. So Taylor apparently took like this romantic trip to Cornwall with Joe. And so uh-huh. everyone's thinking they got engaged. <laughs> like it's like people a girl can't go innocent. on a trip after a certain point without it turning into an engagement. Like it's been 3 years. They went on this lo- they they traveled 3000 miles to Cornwall. They've been engaged. They're engaged. Like people were like not only tweets but actual like magazine articles about <laughs> Taylor and Joe being engaged. Maybe
1: she should do a TikTok that's like when you aren't sure if he's getting engaged or he just wanted
0: to take you to dinner type thing. <laughs> that's a trend I've with, seen. With the with the head bopping. I've <laughs> seen that someone do that. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah.
1: that's Um I I saw I mean this just happened literally yeah. like an hour ago, but oh. Taylor Swift oh, released no. a Mm-mm. Taylor Swift released nope. a nope. remix of nope. Message in a Bottle. It's terrible. Did it redeem it for you or, or did you, it make you love the original? Have you
0: listened to it?
1: <laughs> you know, I've got to say, I think I jinxed us because I said I hate the Elvira remixes and I hope she never works with Elvira again. And um, I got my way, but uh,
0: mm. yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's so bad. Let me see if I can play a little snippet of it because it is terrible. God. I just don't know why it keeps happening. Hold on. Bad. Hold on. Wait. What the heck? What is that? <laughs> what the? Oh, like what is that? I hated this part. Um, I, I couldn't get past that. No, I couldn't even get past that. I turned <laughs> okay, it off. Well, okay, so let me show you, you this next part. Um, like what, okay, what is that? because this made me laugh so hard. Oh my gosh. Is it like a record skipping? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Bless their little hearts. Um but this why? was a remix by
0: who was it? Hang on, I um, lost it. Fat Max G. <laughs> Fat Max so G. to do remixes, you need to have the artist's a permission.
1: I think so. Okay, I th- mean, I guess I don't know. But Taylor Nation is I th- I guess I think, you know, people have been doing remixes on YouTube or whatever, but it seems more official because one it's like by these guys who are who are they? relevant and Taylor Nation has yeah. been has been uh, supporting it.
0: Hey, maybe we can do a remix and like <laughs> Taylor Nation <might laughs> and, Macy. Us. and uh
1: and uh who was this a t- Yeah, I thought I just saved it, but one of one of Taylor's friends just shared it and was like, "Oh, this is a serotonin hit and I was Are like, you serious <laughs> I don't know what it is like am I just missing something no, like i I'm definitely not. not on like the EDM scene necessarily, but I like i I don't love remixes usually but you know like i I enjoy a good a good pop moment a good you know drop a nice uh, uh calvin harris i guess yeah. adjacent style but
0: these are just like <laughs> who are they I for know. and like what inspired this like i'm i'm kudos for you to getting past the ah, da, da, da. i was like no like and i was like maybe this maybe mm-hmm. this remix is gonna make me like it more like okay yeah it's gonna give me a different vibe no yeah, and no. i'm glad it didn't come out last week you guys
1: yeah, I'm not really sure about why. Um, why? <laughs> why? Does it get you um, play? Like, will Message in a no. Bottle get more plays
0: because of that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't and know. there's clearly a lot of love for Message in a Bottle, as we discussed last week. Yeah. But as yeah. we were preparing for this week, I was like, I mean, I saw someone tweet that's like, I'm grateful that. I'm grateful Taylor thinks the message in a bottle is a better song because they were making the joke that it preserved the sanctity of the very first night. Like we didn't <laughs> hey. have to get a sad <laughs> remix of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that happened. So I uh, just wanted to share it. Um, you know, we're there
0: for those who need, uh, who need to talk trauma. about it after the trauma. Yeah. I know. I need to talk to my therapist about this. I'm like, Oh, it's like, does I don't I didn't I, get lower. Uh, Yeah. I I, yeah I really don't
1: get the remixes like Elvira it's like okay sure I guess like happy for you Taylor that you find joy in this I would have welcomed a love story pop version tour recording way Mm -hmm. more than this but like Mm -hmm. I don't know I can't tell if she likes it or just likes
0: that people are playing with her art you know I don't know I don't know because I can imagine her being like oh my gosh this is so cool like I can imagine that in my head i just don't get it it's
1: just that post-engagement glow she's like
0: anything goes (laughs) i'm so happy in cornwall i don't know i don't (laughs) know oh my gosh no that's so funny no yeah Mm -mm. well that's
1: all we've got i I guess they also released another chapter for red taylor's version um Mm -hmm. again I don't know what this deal is. Some people think it's an Easter egg that she's writing a book as hinted at in all too all well, yep. to Taylor's version short film. But I just like, that'd be a long con of Easter eggs, first of all, to just be like, oh, I was writing chapters. Get out. Like
0: we got But yeah.
1: <laughs> I also just, I don't know if I can picture her wanting to write a book because that just means more details on her personal life
0: that she's been trying to step away from. But what if it's For the last three.
1: But oh, still, like a novel?
0: Yeah. What if it's a novel? What if, what if it's not like a bio? Interesting. People would still, Interesting. Like, would still look for Easter eggs and have it, in I, it. Who
1: has done that recently? Who's a celebrity that's decided to write a novel? I, all I can think of is like Kendall and Kylie's uh, failed uh, <laughs> YA that they wrote together. That I they didn't wrote. really did that. They wrote that someone goes right in for yeah. them. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'm excited for this episode. You um, are. I am. I yeah. First of all, I really like this song. I think mm. The Very First Night is a fun song. It's And, cute. and it's cute. And I think mm. it's better it's stronger, I should say, than Message in a Bottle. It feels I agree. like sharper and more well-written yes. and more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm excited about it. But I also just love the discourse around it. (laughs) Okay.
0: Discourse. Tell me more. Tell me more. What do you... (laughs) Yes. Yeah, of course. Let me educate you. Um, Let me... Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here and listen. So the
1: very first night kind of first got people's attention um, because it felt queer coded um, in a way that some of Taylor's songs do, uh, such as Betty or... um, What was the Evermore song that people were like gold rush maybe um but anyways there's this moment in the chorus where she sets it up to have this rhyme scheme of uh the they don't know about the night in the hotel we both fell picture and so the natural they don't know how much i miss her picture her or picture and then kind of trying to say yeah or something but instead she does this sharp you that just like takes the breath away and it's like wait that doesn't rhyme at all there's no rhyme there so why did she do it why did she do it Mm -hmm. she could have rhymed something to you easily you is one of the easiest words to rhyme and i know taylor's creative enough to figure it out and so that kind of question was these a germinating seed for people for the Gaylers to come out and to really contemplate this song and the relationships that could have inspired it and what she was trying to accomplish with it and why it was maybe off the main album and why she sat on it for a decade. And I don't know, I I have a weak spot for the Gayler theories. I do. I really do. And it's not because I'm like, Taylor's not really in a relationship with Joe. She's been secretly married to Carly and they have a baby that's hidden in a closet somewhere. Like, no, (laughs) I don't, I don't necessarily. One, I don't care if she's had queer relationships, but I do think it's, it's, Interesting for people to argue that she does everything methodically, that she thinks about everything. She layers these Easter eggs. She plants these clues and she communicates to us through clues without saying things directly like, oh, this song is about Jake Gyllenhaal. Instead, we all know that because of context clues. And and you can't like say that Taylor's a mastermind of that but then just say but then just wave off things like this that don't fit mm-hmm. your narrative and be mm-hmm. like that's just illogical because it's like well it's following the same rules that you've set up for picking out the easter eggs you want to see yeah it's just noticing a different story happening and so i think that is a plausible point of reference and i don't think it makes people bad to imagine one that taylor has the possibility of being you know, queer, bisexual, whatever it is. And that she's been trying to share that with the fans who care enough to know that about her through the nail polish colors She chooses the hair. She has the song. She sings the way she chooses uh, to do covers and not change the pronouns or to sing Betty and have a male perspective like that sort of thing. And I think that's a valid, you know, question mark in yeah. Taylor Swift's past and career and kind of choices. And I don't think it has to immediately discredit all the public relationships she's had. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also don't think it means that she's like a liar or queer baiting or whatever it is, if it is the opposite and she just happens to have songs that are vague and, and can represent a different (laughs) target audience.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you've been down this rabbit hole. You've seen the series people have made who do you think this would have been about then (laughs) okay so um (laughs) that's so much but the first thing you said i was like, okay i'll let her continue but i want to know who who.
1: (laughs) yeah so the running theory of like breaking down this actual song i think the timeline lines up to diana agron from glee because they were friends this was like you know diana gets a shout out in the hidden message of 2020 of 22. She was one of her major friends during this time mm-hmm. and they were hanging out all the time doing fun things at hotels and you know, with Polaroids and whatever it is. Um, and, and Diana also has a love for sort of the, I mean, people think Wonderland was written about Diana.
0: Well, she, I love her, <laughs> so I could definitely see that. Yeah, I would, yes, yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. and so uh yeah where was glee, where was glee record, was that now what was glee recorded like do you oh, know what do you mean like, like filmed filmed yeah where was glee filmed oh i have no idea okay right. i'm gonna look that up because when we dissect some of the lyrics some of this ties to um one of the lyrics ties to this is the last time mm. and this is the last time mm. the that the code was on your break in la which we have talked mm. about way 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 back and we had we had surmised that that was Jake Gyllenhaal Hall he was yeah. doing something in LA but right. if if this does tie to this is the last time <laughs> and that's the code I'm like okay I have to where was glee recorded? cuz then that might even just like make right. it like perfect little bow let me see I'm gonna, I mean me I imagine it, it was now.
1: I imagine it was filmed in LA maybe it was Canada but um I I also just want to say that I still I I still believe in like the Jake Gyllenhaal Hall relationship too so okay oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just... What's interesting about this song... Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) What's interesting about this song is that I feel like it's a very specific type of relationship talking about a very specific moment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so it's easy to be like... eh, Anyways, we'll get into it. But first things first, this song is one that she did with the Swedish group Espionage. Um, She'd never worked with them before, hasn't worked with them since. And I would love for them to get together again because I... I love the production of this song. I think it's Mm -hmm. so like, especially when you compare it to message in a bottle, which was much more like hyper, I want to say, and kind of like in your face and very synth and like Mm -hmm. splashy. This is more, you can hear the different instruments in it. It's, it's like so clean and lush and kind of like energetic in such a, realistic way that it's like almost helpless the way you want to like skip down the street and party in your living room with your best friends and like have a good time it's just like so good i love the production here and they like did beyonce's irreplaceable they did train's hey soul sister so i feel like they're an interesting group and i would i'd be curious if she'd ever want to work with them again because i can't
0: believe she just sat on this song for a decade. It's so I fun. I, I like it. I really do like it too. <laughs> like it's definitely this versus that, the very first night. <laughs> Love that. So much better than Message in a Bottle, including the remix. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of reviewers kind of kind of put them together where it's like, oh, these two pop bops, like that she, you know uh two bygone era sugar bobs like and so they're kind of been hand in hand in the talk around red taylor's version and i think people kind of forget about this one for whatever reason but taylor swift talked about it on her um she did like an explainer on amazon music and she said that um this is a song that she made with espionage Um, it's the first time they've people have been able to hear the work they did together because this wasn't on the album even though we loved it so much and she said i always told myself that someday it would come out Ooh. i'm just gonna say that's it <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting phrase okay um she says i always told myself that someday it would come out it's a song about a common theme on the red album which is reminiscing reminiscing about something that's over now reminiscing about the good times and how powerful memories can be and so, uh, as she's talked about Red, the album, and I'm not trying to be too conspiratorial, but I think it is interesting. Um, as she's talked about Red in previous conversations, she's always mentioned like, oh, it was about the worst breakup of my life. Oh, it was about this one relationship. Like, even when she did that Rolling Stones podcast about Red being one of the best albums of the decade or whatever, she talked about how it captured a very specific breakup in her life. And I think that's easy to prove with so many songs being about Jake Hall, but what's interesting about how she phrases this is that it's suddenly like separating itself from the main theme of the album and saying instead, or from the main story of the album and instead saying it's following the theme of the album. Yep. So I feel like she sets it apart from the other songs, which again might be because she's trying to put a distance between the historical, like the, the fact hunting. The Jake of, it like, all. The Jake. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought that was a interesting, um, Interesting way to phrase things, if you will. Um, and and it is a song that's to her, as she presents it, more about just reminiscing.
0: Yeah. And for, yeah. for those who are always like, don't like, don't be rude, don't speculate on sexuality. Like, I think we've been very clear on this podcast that, you know, we're not speculating. It's just kind of fun to go down the rabbit hole of other people's theories and whether or not like like Taylor, like Taylor, you're not Taylor. Shelby <laughs> said earlier, like she could, she, like, she she could care less. Like it doesn't doesn't matter. But some the thing about Taylor Swift's work in our 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 eyes is like you can see it from all these different levels. Like whether you're gay, straight, bi, like it's that's the wonder of her music. Like mm-hmm. so, like we're just looking at it from another point of view too. So don't yeah, don't like. You know, (laughs) take it like take it as you will.
1: (laughs) You know, because people get really upset
0: when people like speculate on people's sexuality. Like, hey, if they wanted you to talk about it, they would talk about it. So, I just want to. I agree with that, and I think, I think the
1: the sticky situation comes from Taylor doesn't come out and talk about her personal life, but we're constantly surmising things about Mm -hmm. her personal life from these songs because that's how she communicates with us with the hidden messages and whether she's putting distance between writing about her personal life or just writing for writing's sake you can't you can't unring the bell of these first five Mm -hmm. six albums of her life that were very personal and that were very diaristic and so while I'm not trying to drag Taylor Swift out of the closet screaming like I don't think it matters what she chooses to do with her personal life Mm -hmm. I think it is interesting to try and say oh these easter eggs mean something when it's about all too well and the kitchen and driving upstate and talking to his sister and all of this but I'm I think it's inappropriate for you to suddenly be like oh this lines up with her being in a hotel with Diana and like whatever else like I yeah yeah I I don't know I I think it's it's okay to sit with that discomfort and be like huh You know, we actually don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's also she's also doing some interesting things in this song that I think mm-hmm. that I think lead credence to the interpretation more than just being like, oh, Diana loves Alice in Wonderland. Ergo, Wonderland is about her. Like this seems like there's actual um, musical choices being made mm-hmm. that seem to be a clue to something. And I think that's what's interesting about the song. Well, let's get into it then. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. So um, uh, the uh, I'll go ahead and read it. Um, so the chorus <laughs> starts out with, I wish I could fly. I'd pick you up and we'd go back in time. I'd write this in the sky. I miss you like it was the very first night. It's is like, you yeah, know, it's cheesy. It's tweet. It's like what does flying have to do with time travel? I don't know, sis, but it's like, it's cute.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Peter Pan. Like you you grow up, you want to like stick in that time.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a very like, it it reminds me, the energy here reminds me a lot of holy ground, which is probably why I like it a lot, which Mm -hmm. is like, it's like, it's so helplessly uplifting. You're like, the twinkling and you're like oh yes like, let's go yeah. away to this magical place where we can mm-hmm. reminisce about better times and like happier moments um and so then she sings in verse one and so it goes every weekend the same party i never go alone and i don't seem broken-hearted my friends all say they know everything i'm going through i drive down different roads but they all lead back to you because they don't know about the night in the hotel. They weren't riding in the car when we both fell, didn't read the note on the Polaroid picture. They don't know how much I miss you.
0: (laughs) Okay. And this is where you were saying that, like the way that she sings it, it's like yeah, pictures, like, yeah.
1: Yeah. The natural rhyme there is her, or Mm -hmm. if you really want to stretch it, a lot of artists will just like sing yeah, you know, like drag it out, but she does a hard you. And, um, There's this interesting Slate article that talks about this as a songwriting technique where Mm -hmm. like there's a moment in a song where you're anticipating something, but then they pull it back. So it actually highlights the joke more like in um, they reference in Frozen. There's the snowman song where he's like, oh, but put me in summer and or he says "Winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a. And the natural logical rhyme is puddle because the snowman will melt in the sun. But instead he says, happy snowman. And that reemphasizes the joke and allows you to kind of laugh along with the story. And like the same thing in Mr. Brightside where it's like, now they're going to bed and my stomach is sick and it's all in my head, but she's touching his dick, but it's chest now. And so it's like, there's this pattern in music where people will intentionally lay the groundwork for a rhyme and then not make that rhyme to better emphasize what should have been in the rhyme.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's inter- interesting. it hmm. be interesting to sit down with Taylor and be like, what's your take on that? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. How do you, how do you justify this yeah. Taylor?
1: Yeah. Um, because yeah, I think it's, like I said, when Taylor is someone who is very intentional in what she does and mm-hmm. is very intentional on every word she chooses and has been able to write many a song with many a words rhyming with you or picture or whatever it is, it's interesting that she's said that she just pulls back here without really ever explaining it or justifying it. And um, I, I don't know. I think that's a really, <laughs> you know, like the... Uh, the burning gun, like I think it's just like uh, that lack of rhyme makes draws attention to it almost more. But I mean, I I like this verse regardless, and I think you know if if she sat me down and she's like, no, actually, I just I thought it was more fun, and it mm-hmm. kind of like whatever it's about Jake. Like I I'd be like, yeah, sure, that's great. Um, I don't care. Like it's a fun story. It's a sumptuous production. It's like a really sharp, uh, layering of. Images and this sort of, like, fun, tug-in-cheek, like, we're a secret, no one knows about, and that's, like, good and it's bad, but I'm, like, holding on to this memory of what we were before it fell apart. Yeah. It's, like, just a fun song.
0: I was trying to Google right now if you heard some little clacking, if there was, like, a Polaroid picture of the two of them, but Mm. I couldn't find anything.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, the other thing, right, is a lot of people can see through lines to how this would be about Harry Styles, like, the Mm -hmm. Polaroid picture, or... Jake Gyllenhaal, like this line about they don't know about the night in the hotel, there was a time where Jake Gyllenhaal flew swift to London and they were seen at the Dorchester Hotel. Mm. But it's like – But we know.
0: We know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we don't know what happened in the hotel. <laughs> like we also know that Diana and, and Taylor yes. spent time in the hotel. Like the yeah. what they did in the hotel. I, mean, I guess the, yes. there's that the, – the, meaning like oh they know, exactly but, they, but, do they know. <laughs> but do they yeah 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 yeah
1: because yeah. people surmise that this song was probably written around the summer of 2012 which isn't mm-hmm. surprising because that's when she's writing a lot of the red songs and th- the theory is because one of her other producers would have known these producers and maybe have introduced them so it would have been after anyway so it would have been around the summer and there's like this whole like long like 40 page document about swift Grand, and um mm-hmm. and they point out that taylor and diana were seeing hanging out at the bowery hotel in hey, the April bowery hotel of 2012
0: is like, <laughs> it like i know it's like a- <laughs> every single relationship that Taylor Swift has She had. loves that. Place. She does. She loves it. <laughs> yeah. And so, um,
1: anyways, I like this. I like the story she sets up here, uh, regardless again of who it's about, but like this idea of every week in the same party, I never go alone and I don't seem brokenhearted. feels very much reminiscent of this like determination in the song 22 to be like putting up this happy front, almost like, mm. like proving you're okay. Even if there's like, even if you're, also confused and lonely at the same time um and i like this i like i like breaking down the song as if it's queer because i think it's more fun and kind of clever but this idea of like every weekend the same party where it's a singular this singular thing this same party not like oh the same sort of parties or the same Mm. people it's the same one and it kind of feels like this you know she's 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 on this one team, right? She's always playing this one team. It's the same group, the same party. Um, And then I, I drive down different roads, but they all lead back to you. It feels kind of queer coded where it's like, oh, is she like, she's driving down different roads. Is she by, is it plural? Or is she saying she's always on the straight path, but she wants to be on this, like on this path with you. And I think like, however she cuts it, whether it's friends or lovers, she just can't resist being around this person. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I think it's cute that there's this like layering happening here where there's this anticipation building about like, there's this one front facing part of me, this public facing part, but actually what's happening in the background is more exciting, more interesting to me, what's happening in the hotel, what's happening in the car this is the fun side and like Mm -hmm. an exciting moment in our (laughs) relationship um but anyways then she goes into the chorus and she says uh I wish I could fly I'd pick you up and we'd go back in time I'd write this in the sky I miss you like it was the very first night And then verse two adds some more to the story where she says, and so it was, we never saw it coming, not trying to fall in love, but we did like children running. Back then we didn't know we were built to fall apart. We broke the status quo, then broke each other's hearts. But don't forget about the night in LA, danced in the kitchen, chased me down through the hallway. No one knows about the words that we whispered. No one knows how much I miss you.
0: And this is kind of where people are bringing in the whole Jake of it all. Yes, is with these couple of lines like we were built to to fall apart. You have, um, well, actually that's where the Harry comes in. Yeah, we, bu- we were built to fall apart because in out of the woods we were built to fall apart, then fall back together, and then then another one that kind of like leaves you chasing is you know running in the refrigerator light. That's definitely. An all-too-well yeah. all reference. So it's kind of like, that's where people are like, wait, is it about Harry? Is it about Jake? <laughs> like, could that have been edited, edited in afterwards to kind of like throw people off their game? Like, there's all these questions of like, hey, who is this really about? Because, like you said, Taylor does leave Easter eggs and it's very – they're usually if they Easter eggs, you're like, <laughs> okay, this is very um, slap you in the face. yeah. But this is kind of like she's leaving two that are <laughs> – like, pointing you into two different directions. It's kind of like, yeah. what road is she going down here? Um, and I'm going to just pause right there because I was very curious about, like, Diana Argonne and, like, who she's dated and has she been dating girls? Like, what has been said about her besides this, you know, the speculation in the Swifty world? And I guess she had just posted – actually, in 2021, posted a picture of her kissing Megan Etchelok. I don't really know – who that person is but i will show you can you see that she's like <laughs> okay, kissing a yeah. girl so people are like oh my gosh she's gay and all these girls were like oh my gosh she was my awakening hopefully she's gay or bi so i don't know or maybe there's she's the hope. a hope there's one maybe she's like madonna and britney but there's hope yeah. there's hope anyways so back to this first art i was no off.
1: yeah i think i think that's a very fair point but i think we also have to recognize that Taylor Swift has not been above borrowing lines from songs, especially vaulted songs where she Mm -hmm. stole the perfectly or casually cruel from Mr. Perfectly Fine and used it in all too well, Mm -hmm. even though those are clearly about two different people. And so it's like, is the we're built to fall apart line an obvious reference to 1989? I would say yes, if they'd come out in order, but it's harder to say Mm -hmm. because this sat on a shelf for so long. That it's sort of like, well, that line could have been there, been in her mind. And it's also, you know, it's it's a pretty standard image, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. so I'm not (laughs) not trying to undo that. But I would say if I had to pick a straight relationship this is about, it would be more obviously about Jake for me. Because I think the timeline makes more sense. And people argue that, well, Harry and her did have a run-in in early spring of 2012. But it's like, I don't know. It doesn't like it I feels more in line with jake than with harry for me mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. more like because like her and harry had a run-in it's kind of but this song is more like they don't know about the very first night they mm-hmm. don't know about all these like specific moments driving down like yeah. falling in love in a car dancing in the kitchen chasing me through the hallway what you the words you yes. whispered like that doesn't fit with a timeline of harry and Taylor was more kind of like a passing right. like crush, passing maybe like tiny, tiny little fling that then went to became, something else yeah. later on the road after. Red. Yeah.
1: And I will say this, don't forget about the night out in LA, danced in the kitchen. I mean, the, if you're referencing the all too well of it, all too well happened in New York. So it's like- mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel like a straight like do they just have a habit of dancing in the refrigerator light sure maybe but it seems more like taylor has a habit of it yeah that's what i'm thinking (laughs) and what's really like what people use is sort of the the damning reference here is that in april i don't know if you remember this but i remember when they were sort of bffs like this girl group of hers and in april of 2012 there was this night where they had a birthday party for Mm -hmm. um who was it? Uh, it was just when Shirley like, MacLaine. Yeah, just when the flower all, crowns. Like the flower crowns and everything yes. like that. Okay, yeah. And that same evening at like 2 a.m., Diana tweeted about like, she did this tweet that was like, um, playing dress up, baking cookies, posting pictures on Twitter, dancing in the kitchen, kissing this wow. cat. And it was like, at date cat. me. And so it was like, it was the cat was the, uh, taylor's cat so she was yeah. at taylor's yep. house in la or i mean they were at the hotel in la and she posts this at 2 a.m and i think it's just like the dancing in the kitchen mm-hmm. uh, that's a pretty specific uh, reference to have on that tweet that there is then mm-hmm. reference in this song where it's not the same reference in all too well where it's in the refrigerator light it's like mm-hmm. i don't know it, it it was just an interesting the uh, gasp, you know, where it's like
0: that's pretty, uh, pretty interesting, pretty interesting how that happened there. And uh, yeah, I'd love to know why they're not <laughs> friends anymore, or why they're not friendly, or kind of like the whole Emma Stone yeah. thing too. I'm like, oh, yes, I was obsessed with those relationships. How- tell me why.
1: Oh, I know, and I and I think you know friendships end, but uh, yeah. it's interesting they that they don't. You know, she hasn't written necessarily a friends ending track during this era so it's sort of like yeah. it seemed like maybe it hurt more than she could say in song which yeah. is interesting maybe she uh, say song. <laughs> yeah exactly Um, because I think uh, not trying to fall in love but we did like children running is sort of like I mean that's you know that reads like like yeah sure maybe she means oh like Jake and I we didn't mean to fall in love it was meant to be just a fling but then I got serious but it's yeah. like The way it reads, it's like, oh, I did not see this coming at all. Like it was never meant to be romantic at first. And now, now it is like, and we did like children running like this. There was this weird innocence and and girlish playfulness to her relationship with Diana, where they're constantly having tea parties and dressing up in frilly skirts and stuff. And it just seemed like there was this moment in her life where she had all these, you know, the, we never saw it coming feels like (laughs) you fall for your best friend. Like you didn't expect to have romantic relationships, romantic feelings for someone who you thought was just a platonic friend type Mm -hmm. thing. And like two Um, kids running,
0: like i heard that tweet about what they're doing at night, like they're dressing up their, their wonderland of it all just ties to the two kids running.
1: Yeah. And I really like this thing at the end where she says, no one knows about the words that we whispered. No one knows how much I miss you. One, because it's just like a fun image. It's like a sweet and sort of bittersweet, sad line where it's like, oh, remember like when we were just like, you know, like just we stealing these little moments together. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a cute image. But then on top of it, it's like the way she sings it is sort of this like release where she's like, no one knows how much I miss you. But if you imagine her saying her, it feels more like this thing she has ownership over. Like she's so protective of it because it's the one, if it were true, it's the one relationship that no one's actually guessed. No one's written about. No one's like talking about it because she goes on a date with Jake Gyllenhaal. There's paparazzi. She goes out with a guy. It's suddenly like Taylor's dating this man. Mm -hmm. And there's always people talking about her relationships, but this is the only one she gets to hold
0: like as her own. poor ashley i'm oh so gosh. tired <laughs> i'm yawning not because this is a boring topic i find it <laughs> and she's like, mm.
1: yeah but she kind of just has that moment where she gets to just scream that where she's like no one knows how much i miss her like it's just it's sad yeah. but it's also like there's something Everyone hopeful about it I miss jake so yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah, I hates them too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, and then she gets into this chorus and refrain where she says, I wish I could fly. I'd pick you up and we'd go back in time. I'd write this in the sky. I miss you like it was the very first night. Take me away. Take me away. Take me away to you to you. Take me away. Take me away. Take me away to you to you. Cute. 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 Um and then she has this verse 3 which is sort of an interesting one because she says the I remember the, or, verse or three? The, I guess the bridge. All okay. right. It's kind of yeah, I guess it's I don't cool. know how they'd break it up but uh the final bridge is verse. Uh I remember <laughs> the night at the hotel. I was riding in the car when we both fell. I'm the one on the phone as you whisper, "Do you know how much I miss you?" Um which is just a repeat of pretty much every image we'd seen before mm-hmm. the night at the hotel. Oh, I was riding in the car when we both fell is literally a line that she already saying. Um, and I, I don't know. It's like interesting that it borrows from those last two verses because it's like, it starts to feel like it's this cycle they're stuck in. Like it's this, they have these moments, they have these nice moments, but there's no substance. There's nothing like actually happening. They're just like turning water over and over. Like it's nothing, I don't know. Like, it's just, I was trying to think why this would be so repetitive and I'm not mad about it.
0: They couldn't really do any, they felt like they were at a time and place where they couldn't really do anything about it. And because of that, there was no really moving forward in their relationship. If this is about Diana and Taylor, you know, there's that, that, that stop hold where. Yeah, exactly. It It feels like
1: this is all they had. Like it was like, she can't write about, like, what happened next because nothing happened next because all they had was, oh, this night at the hotel, all they had was, oh, these whispered phone calls. Like, oh, I remember when we both fell in love, but, like, what could we do about it? And it just kind of peters out and fizzles. And so it's, like, this is all she has to hold on to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, yeah, that's sort of the idea of reminiscing that she mentions when she talks about this song where it's just, like, you want it to be enough to just, like, remember the good times, but it's not because it just you know, we were built to fall apart. They didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't work. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think it's interesting too, that it's, I'm the one on your, on the phone as you whisper. Do you know how much I miss you? Um, Cause this is one that also feels like Jake adjacent, where it reminds you of like the line and, and we are never ever getting back together where she's twisted. It's like where he's saying, baby, I miss you. And it's where I'm going to change. Trust me. And even in all too well, 10 minute version, she talks about him coming back three months later and being like, yeah. Oh, it's the same. Like I'm holding you. Why isn't this the same? And so I can see how this is like the, how this could be a Jake song, yeah. like totally hundred percent. And I can see the frustration where it's like, she's trying to say, it feels like she's trying to put it on the, the partner as well as like, you were telling me this too. Like, do you sit here and think about the very first time? Mm -hmm. Do you sit here and try to go back in time to this? Is, are you there daydreaming about this as the same way I am? And I kind of like that. Um, she's putting it out there for, for them to be singing about her as well. Like, do you know how much I miss Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. Is he saying, do you know how much I miss her to anyone else? Or is it just this whisper on the phone call I get? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then she says i wish that we could go back in time and i'd say to you i'd miss you like it was the very first night i wish i could fly i'd pick you up and we'd go back in time i'd write this in the sky i miss you like it was the very first night take me away take me away take me away to and you she, to you
0: so do you think that she hopes like at this i'm on the phone and you're the one that whispers do you know how my, much i miss you do you in her mind in this relationship do you think that she wants to go back and be like yes I miss you like it's the very first night. Kind of like start it over again. Kind of like cause this kind of that that bridge, this or the bridge or the third verse, whatever you want to call it, kind of is like the end of the relationship. So yeah. do you think she was she wishes she can go back and start it again and not have it end yeah, off with this, I mean, this whisper.
1: Yeah, it seems like this song is like she said, it's it's reminiscing about something. That ended, but that she wished, not even that she wished hadn't, but just like remembering Mm -hmm. those first moments. And so it feels like a song that's sort of where you are caught up in that moment and you do want to say, oh, yeah, it's like, let's try again. Like, let's do it. I want this. I want to go. I want, Mm -hmm. I'd like take me back to that. Not to all the, all the shit that happened after, not to all the baggage we have now, but like, man, those first few days, those first few weeks, like that was so magical. Mm -hmm. And I wish that we could have that again. Yeah, And I like yeah. that this song is happy. It's kind of upbeat. It's up-tempo. It feels like holy ground where deep down there's this kernel of sadness. But oh, yeah. at, but pacing through it is this like cheeriness about like, man, wasn't that fun though?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we through hell, but the beginning of it is <laughs> fun. I, and I always love the beginning of relationships yeah. all the time. I just think they are just – that's kind of <laughs> – I love the new romance (laughs) the thinking about people, wondering if they like you, like the the enchanted of it all. I love that. That's like my bread and butter when it comes to relationships. Here I am. Uh (laughs) Married almost nine years. I I was actually talking to my husband about this too, just recently. I was like, that's the best part of the relationship. And I was like, you know, it's great that where you are, where we are right now, but like the beginning of it all, when you're really working to impress this person, really working to, you know, just be the better version of yourself. And like, you're always like you know, thinking about them. And my husband was like, do you not think I think about you? I'm like, yeah, you do, but it's different because that's- Do when a better tr- job. But like, then you're trying to woo each other and you're really trying to like, you know, put your best yeah. foot forward and not trick them, but just, you know, be like, hey. Yeah.
1: Me. And it's not even yeah. like, it's not even like there's this t- intentional shift where it's like, oh, I got her. I guess yeah. I can give up now. It's like, there's just not that same I- energy because no, there's not that you, same fuel, you know? It's, it's not like, the newness yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but no i like that it's like it, it's a sweet song but i'm i guess i'm curious like w- as we get into our questions of like vault song would you trade any red track for this oh. i i can't figure out why she wanted to put this on the album unless it was about unless she didn't want to deal with the questions then that people are bringing up now
0: or maybe she just thought that if, okay, so if it was Jake Joan Hall, maybe she just thought that, like, okay, like, what more can I add to the story? There's so much already in this story. Like, is it just con- gonna get convoluted? Am I reiterating the same thing over and over again? If it is about Jake, that's one reason why I would think that maybe she wouldn't and she didn't wanna go too pop then, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would share space with Holy Ground, even yeah. if it's about different people.
0: And um, different people and two totally different um, listening experiences. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I – yeah. So, I guess, um, what do you think is the tailor of it all? What's the yeah, most Taylor So, the tailor of it
0: all, what I really like, and I think it kind of speaks to all of our different songs and how she's touched – talks about um, driving and how that relates to her writing and her relationships. I drive, drive down different roads, but they all lead back to you. I think that's a really like Taylor esque line and people have written articles about how the imagery of driving um, is important to Taylor and all her music. That's what I think.
1: No, what about you?
0: Um,
1: I really like the, um, we broke the status quo. Then we broke each other's heart. Um, I think that too mirrors a lot of things Taylor does, which is this like layering an image, but, but shifting it at the very end where it's like, oh, we did do this thing where we broke the status quo, but oh, plot twist. We also just like Mm -hmm. broke each other. Yeah. And it's like, it's in, it's this moment of like, yeah, stickers of the man. And it's like, oh, that's sad. (laughs) So there's like uplift and then an instant just crash and burn and break. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a fun play on this idea of, of what broke because one is just like a, you know, a thing that shouldn't mean anything but does. And then the other one is the thing that means most to you. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, I've just been pouring over these Easter eggs, but yes. do you have a favorite?
0: <laughs> um, what one, one thing I didn't even think of because I wasn't like thinking of Diana with this, but just throughout our talking, just the just the picture and miss you. I think that that's a really interesting um, arc in the song mm-hmm. and I would have never thought about it. So I think that's a great Easter egg that like really I, doesn't really slap you in the face unless you're really thinking about <laughs> the Diana of it all.
1: Yeah. I don't, when I first heard this song, I was like, why did she say you like that? Like, I was like, mm-hmm. that doesn't rhyme. And I I didn't immediately think like, oh, queer. It was more like, Huh. why didn't she just say yeah you know like it, it just that's this something that artists have done in many a song so why mm-hmm. don't you just like drag it out to make it rhyme it was just yeah. like so discombobulating to me and I'd love to ask her about it I really would because maybe she'd just be like oh I just didn't think about it but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come
0: on you have to think about it yeah. yeah
1: I think yeah I mean I really like I really like a lot of these clues that seem to tie into things she sings about Jake um, but I I really did like that um, that dancing in the kitchen seemed like the oh, obvious twig. reference is yeah. to Jake. But then there's that <laughs> tweet from Diana yes. from her night with Taylor. So i mean pretty damning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what's the final score? What are you giving this?
0: I like a B plus because I, I think I'm going to get a B plus. I really, really like it. Um, B plus, A minus, I think.
1: Yeah, I would say B plus too. I really like this song. Um, But like I said, with uh, Message in a Bottle, there's obviously like better songs Taylor does here. Um, Mm -hmm. I love the story of the song. I love the fact that there is like depth to explore who she could be talking about here Mm -hmm. and like why she does the things she does on it. But ultimately, even looking at the bridge and the repetitiveness, I just don't think it's her best or even close. So. I give it a B, B plus. Yeah. um yeah. Is it making the set list? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I which is also so. interesting because as she starts the song and so it goes, that's another song that she doesn't sing often. Yep. Maybe
0: because she doesn't like who it's about. <laughs> and so it goes is actually a lyric in this song too.
1: Yeah. So yep. I feel like maybe there's a reason she sat on this. Maybe there's a reason she likes. Um, Pushing Message in a Bottle more than this. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like a song that she's not as interested in for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll always doubt her choice of that. But I uh, I don't think we'll be seeing this on the set list. Yeah. Um, but would is there anything you trade for the Vault song um, to have this on it? I guess you me... kind of said no already.
0: Yeah. I would say maybe, I mean, Stay, Say, Stay. stay. <laughs> i guess maybe yeah, that's, kind of, of that's kind of that's kind of because it's very like popish. yeah like i'm kind of i'm kind of thinking of like the lyrics too that go into yeah 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 I would do.
1: Yeah, it, yeah like we talked about i feel like it'd be i really like the song i think i would have welcomed it mm. i think it would have made her transition to 1999 a little more obvious yes. um but I think it would have been a hard sell on red as it stood. Yeah. Yep, so. yep, yep, I agree with that. That being said, I knew your trouble was on red and it did fine. So yep, it did.
0: <laughs> Everyone loved it everyone loved it (laughs)
1: that's a that's a weird tonal shift from most of the album too but um anyways i don't know what we'll be covering next but uh i'm glad we got to do this hopefully we don't get too many haters (laughs) again happy to see taylor love who she wants to love yeah um but if she is writing that biography maybe we'll find out a little bit more about those diana
0: chapters yeah Hopefully. Hopefully. Hey. Yeah. But you guys can find us on Twitter. Shelby's are always tweeting up the best, best lines ever. And that's SwiftishPod13 on Twitter and then on Instagram, Podcast. And you can always email us at SwiftishPodcast at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, I bet you know how much we miss. ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>